welcome to the Sterling Foursquare Church Podcast. Our mission is to offer hope for the broken, lives that are thriving, the equipping of believers, and the launching of leaders. More info can be found at sterlingfoursquare.com. Thank you for joining us today. You know, we've gathered together. We worship the Lord together. And that all comes out of God being with us. When He came as Emmanuel, God with us, He gave us the opportunity to spend time with Him today in worship. As we worship the Lord, He's here. He's here with us today. Um, He dwells with us. He lives with us. He gives us new life. He gives us hope. And as we sang, He gives us joy. He gives us hope, peace, love today. So we're enjoying God's presence. We're enjoying the season that we're in uh, whenever you see... Uh, anything about Christmas reminds you of how God is with you. And that's certainly an amazing thing. I loved what uh, Pastor Tom said last week. He said, hope is God's promise to us. Hope is God's promise to us. When God sent His Son to dwell among us, He showed us His kindness. He showed us His goodness. He didn't He came to be with us, but He didn't just come to be with us. He brought things. He brought gifts to us. He brought promises, good things to help us as we face life. And, uh, you know, without God, without His presence, we would, uh, I don't know how we'd do it. We couldn't do it. Several years ago, my son Colton, he, uh, he normally plays the drums. He's the drummer with the beard. Um, when he was seven, our family faced a tremendous trial. And we struggled with peace during this time. It was during wheat harvest, and I, I farmed a little more than I do now. I don't have very much. It's just for fun now, but... Um, we had a little more, and I don't know if, if any of you are familiar with wheat harvest in particular. It's stressful. There's a lot of things happening and a lot of things that can go wrong, and you just want to hurry up and get it done. And we were in one of those seasons, and it, it, it was kind of wet that morning. Uh, <clears throat> so we were working on equipment, kind of making, things, making sure things were right and ready to go. And uh, I was up on a grain bin and watching my little seven-year-old son, we had a, a little Yamaha 80 motorcycle, and he was like, like tearing around the yard and going up and down the trail, and I'm thinking, I need to talk to him. I need to tell him to slow down. I need to tell him to get his helmet on. But you know how things go. You forget. Something else came up, we got busy, and that, those things weren't said. So it had been about a half hour, and I hadn't seen him anywhere. And uh, began to worry immediately. My wife, Kim, and I, we, uh, we got in the pickup and went up the, the trail behind our house about almost a mile. And, and there he was. He was laying unconscious. His motorcycle laying right next to him. So something had happened, obviously. Uh, he was still breathing and things like that. But he was unconscious. We took him to the hospital in Haxton. And they promptly decided that they couldn't do what needed to be done. So they called the Flight for Life. 
landed at the high school parking lot in Haxton and took my little seven-year-old boy to Children's Hospital in Denver. And there was no peace, I'll tell you, right then, no peace. He was in a coma for three days. Some of it was drug-induced, uh, just to make sure that the bleeding on his brain was coming down. And the doctor, after he had, had seen him in the ICU and they'd run some tests, he, he, uh, he came and told Kim and I that, well, when your son wakes up, if he wakes up, he'll either be at a level of an infant or a seven-year-old, a normal seven-year-old. Now, that's not very peaceful news. That's not what I wanted to hear. In fact, I would have probably preferred that he said nothing at all over that. There was no peace. And you know, in those moments, that day and beginning that night, I felt guilt. I felt guilty because I didn't take the time to go slow him down, to have his, put your helmet on, son. I felt shame. What are people going to think? What kind of crazy place we run and we just let kids drive motorcycles without helmets? I had regret. Regrets that we were even there, that we even decided to farm. It, it went way back. There was fear. There was emptiness. But not peace. Have you ever felt that before? A hollowness, an emptiness in yourself. No matter what you do, no matter what you think, there is no peace. And that was one of those times for us. And I wanted to fix it. I'm a fixer. When something's wrong, I fix it. That's what I do. But I couldn't fix this. There's nothing that I could do to help my little boy. I was powerless in my own strength. And Kim and I, we didn't sleep that night. We slept at the hospital, and uh, we didn't sleep. We might as well just sat up. Um, but there were those who were praying for us, and we had asked for God's peace in the situation. My parents were praying. They were encouraging. My grandparents were encouraging and praying. Our church was praying. There were people that were praying and asking God's peace over the situation. And sometime in the night, we both felt peace. Now, nothing had changed. He didn't just wake up and say, hey, Dad, let's go home. It, nothing had changed. The situation was still dire. It was still almost hopeless, but we felt a peace. So where did that peace come from? We're going to talk about that this morning. If you get out your Bibles this morning, your smartphone, if that's what your Bible's on, we're just going to ask the Lord this morning to bless the Word. Father, this morning we thank you for your word. God, your word is uh, powerful. May your word instruct us. May your word penetrate our hearts, Lord. Open our eyes that we might see what you have for us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, here's a familiar verse. If you have experienced Christmas at all, in Matthew chapter 1, we're going to read verses 18 through 25. And this talks about <clears throat> the birth of Jesus. According to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. 
His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin shall be with child. So, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph woke up, he did, he did those things. So, I must admit, that must not have jibed with what's on the screen, but it's okay. You guys know, you know this, you know this verse. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So, Joseph is, is kind of the point where we're going to talk about peace this morning and how Joseph dealt with circumstances that he faced and you know, um, just reading this a little more carefully, like sometimes you read Scripture and you read it again and again, and a few years later you read it and it's like, wait a minute, I didn't see that. Um, what did Joseph face? What were the fears? What were the complications? What were the difficulties that Joseph faced? Now Joseph was told that his wife was pregnant, but it wasn't by him. He knew that, right? How many of you would have, men in here, if you were engaged to a woman and she became pregnant and you knew it wasn't you, that would cause a little bit of stress, wouldn't it? Like, what is going on here? Joseph had to consider divorce before he was even married. Before, before anything was, was, was consummated, he had to consider divorce. Have you faced difficult circumstances before? I would imagine that if we were to pass the mic around and you gave one instance of a difficult circumstance, we could be here for a while. Because I have a theory that every person in here has faced difficulties. I have a theory that you have faced difficulties beyond your control where you didn't know what to do. Am I right? It's part of, it's part of who we are. It's part of the broken world that we live in, where sin reigns. But I've got, I've got good news for you, and it's coming. We have a choice to make. When we face difficult situations, we have a choice to make. Are we going to stay in that place of uncertainty and unrest and turmoil? Or are we going to trust God for the peace that only He can give? So when, when we look up the word peace, you guys kind of know what peace means, right? I like to look up what the opposite word of peace is. And you know, if, if we were to look in the dictionary, the opposite of peace, you may say, is war. But in... In God's climate, the opposite of peace is fear. The opposite of peace is fear. 
What's the opposite of perfect love? It's fear. Fear seems to be kind of something that we struggle with a lot, right? We're always, we're always at odds with fear, but peace is the opposite of fear. And our fear of failure, our fear of rejection, our fear of loss, our fear of pain, even the fear of losing control in a situation, those things rob us of peace. They take peace right away. I've got three points I want to share with you this morning about God's peace. And maybe compare just a little bit of how the world views peace, but mostly about what God says, because that's the most important thing. God's peace is perfect. And that word perfect means complete. You don't need to add anything to it. God's God's peace is complete. It's completely fulfilled. Turn to Isaiah 26.3. This is the verse that talks about God's peace. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Just like perfect love casts out all fear, which is the opposite of peace, perfect peace is a a result of having our minds steadfast on the Lord and trusting in God. You know, a lot of times, uh, if you were to Google, how do I find peace? Maybe you've done that before. I did it it the other day just to see what was there. Uh, You might find um, that you need to empty yourself to find peace that you may need to find your center or that you may need to simply find your happy place. You guys have heard this before. I can be completely honest and transparent with you this morning. If I emptied myself of everything that wasn't Christ and it was just me left, that's frightening. How many of you guys know what you're like? I know what I'm like. Without, apart from Christ, apart from the peace that God gives, I don't think I'd be here. I don't think you'd want to be around me. Um, and that's just the truth. And to be steadfast, to keep our minds steadfast, to keep our minds propped up on God, to keep, the Hebrew word means to prop up, to lean upon, to take hold of. My mind, steadfast, taking hold of God's promise. It's something I have to do. So we bring Joseph into the picture a little bit. Joseph was a devout Jew. Joseph knew the law. Joseph, I'm pretty certain, knew this verse in Isaiah. Talking about, he knew that if he kept his mind on God the things of God, he would be in perfect peace. Because what Joseph accomplished through, uh, through the, the visit from the angel and through the trial that, that uh, Mary had presented him with, um, he found perfect peace. He found God's peace. So he had to have known this. He had to have known who God was and trusted him. 
So God's peace is perfect. The second point is God's perfect peace is found in His presence. Turn to John 16.33. In His presence, where God is. And that's what this sermon series is. Uh, Emmanuel, God with us. God is among us. God is here. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I want you to notice something there. It says, in me you may have peace. Jesus says that in Him we have peace. And trouble is coming. Did you know that no matter where you're at today, if, if things are smooth and sailing, sailing's good, uh, trouble's on the horizon. It's always that way. It's always been that way for people. And just because you're, maybe you call yourself a child of God, maybe you call yourself a Christian, you're not exempt from trouble. Because Jesus even said it. He says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But don't worry. Don't panic. I've overcome the world. I've been there. I've done that. I have an answer for you if you would trust me. And God spoke to Joseph as well. And he says, don't panic. Don't divorce. Don't freak out. It's under control. And God's presence brought peace to Joseph. Just like God's presence brought peace to my family when we were going through a very, very difficult time. I don't know how we would have done it without it. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have made it. So God's presence is where perfect peace is found. And the third point is that, I'm gonna, have you noticed I'm using peas? A lot of peas? That might be for your benefit, but it's probably more for my benefit, so I can remember where I'm headed here. Um, God's perfect peace is a promise. Like what Pastor Tom said last week about hope, it's, it's God's promise to us. Well, God's peace is a promise to us as well. He promises peace to us. Jesus Himself is peace. Turn to Isaiah 9.6. We're going back to Isaiah a little bit today. Speaks a lot of the Messiah, Jesus, and who He is. This is another Christmas verse. You've probably seen it written a few times already. Isaiah 9.6 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It's in his name. He is peace today. Ephesians 2.14, another verse that talks about how Jesus is peace to us. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. This verse is in reference to Jews and Gentiles. Jesus has broken down the wall that divided man, the Jews and the Gentiles. But Jesus has also broken down the walls of hostility between man and God. So it's, it's a dual purpose uh, thought here. Jesus has broken down walls that would, would uh, keep us from God this morning. And His peace makes that possible today. John 14.27, I love this verse. This is one, um, I couldn't tell you for sure, but I, I would imagine that I thought about this the night that we were wrestling with peace and our son. And I've, I've, I've spoke this, this verse out many times um, when things weren't peaceful. Jesus says in 14.27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So Jesus is peace. He offers himself as the embodiment of peace. Jesus is so many things, but in this this passage with Joseph, he is peace. He is peace to us. And it's not just enough that He is peace, but we have to accept. We have to pick it up. Maybe even we have to put it on. We have to do something with the peace that Jesus offers. He offers it to us. Just like when we're in worship, if if you needed peace today, peace is here. The Prince of Peace is here. He offers it freely. You don't have to do anything except receive it. Just like so many things that God gives us, so many gifts that God gives us, we just have to receive. We just have to accept. We have to do something with it. So this morning, if if you need peace and you're going through difficulty, God is here. His peace is available to you today. Can have you stand and have the worship team come up at this point? You know, Joseph, uh, he at some point believed the promise of peace. He followed through with what the angel had told him and what, what God had spoken to him. He went to Bethlehem to do what he was supposed to do. He named his son Jesus. (laughs) He did as the angel instructed. He escaped Egypt when there was was turmoil in their family and a possibility of of death. (laughs) Joseph did what he was supposed to. And in the uncertainty of your life and my life, is it possible for us to experience God's peace? Maybe you're going through something right now that nobody knows. And I know there's people that are 
difficulties that you don't know a solution for, you can't fix. It's out of your hands. And if we try a temporary fix like what the world offers, it's just that. It's just temporary. It may get you through for a while, but it's not going to last. God's peace is forever. God's peace lasts. No matter what comes your way, you can rest in that. How would you change your view of adversity? Because you know you're going through it. At some point, there's difficult times. How does that change adversity in your life when you know that peace is available? Hopefully we accept the peace that God has for us. Where do we go from here? Father, this morning, God, I pray for those that are here today that are experiencing difficulties. Lord, beyond what they can handle, beyond what they know what to do, God, we simply reach out and take your peace, God, that you offer freely to us. The strong peace that you offer that's permanent, that we can look to in times of trouble. God, we can always turn to you Lord, we know that in this life there's going to be trouble. But you have overcome the world. God, you have been there. You've done that. Holy Spirit moving us today. Jesus, we accept your peace today. Amen. Amen. So in this... Uh, Christmas season, what a great time to receive a gift from Jesus, right? He's the best gift giver. He's the best. We've got three action steps this morning, like you did. Jot them down, take a picture if you want. John 16, 33, read that. And then thank God for the peace that he's brought you through the difficulties that he's brought you through that you faced second one ask God to reveal areas of your life where fear has robbed you of your peace number three if you are facing uncertainty in faith receive the peace that Jesus offers